Welcome to the Bobak Podcast with the main host, Kyle Scanlon. Hola. Co-host, Bobak Bader. Hola. And we have, from Chicago, one of my favorite people who now lives in Los Angeles, and he came by our studio apartment that we rented to do this podcast. Writer. Producer. I, I thought you were going to stop for a minute. <laughs> I was like, he does other stuff. Comedian. Beloved. Husband. And my friend that I love, Dave Hell. Dave, welcome to the podcast. So this podcast is called the Bobok Podcast. That's why we have so many viewers. It's called the Baba Podcast. Baba and Farsi means daddy. So I will be your Baba. What type of dick sucking, self loving shit is like? It's it's just your name. It's the name of the podcast. Kyle doesn't get anything. It's, yeah. not, it's not Kyle and Bobak. Like KB. He's on the logo. Yeah, I'm the brown one. <laughs> I thought Beta was white too for for a long time. I did. Dude, to to Kyle's credit, okay. I several times says first of all, no one knows how to say Bobak. Like I always make the joke, even though it's spelled B A U B A K. People are like Baba, Bubak. So to Kyle's credit, he said. I like the name, the Bob Back Podcast. I want to keep it. I said, we should change the name. It's just like, you know, Kyle and me or like, you know, or uh, we shouldn't have done this or like just something silly. Like, you know, like, and he said, no, no, no. He's like, I like it because the way it sounds, he's like, we should do it because it sounds like a bad word. So yeah. we should, we should well, just Well, I like it. about it. It sounds like ball sack. Yeah, Balls well, sack. but yeah. I like it whenever I have to tell like white hosts at comedy shows, they're like, what do you want me to say about you? And I go, Bobak Podcast. And they go, no, what does that mean? <laughs> As they should. They think it's like a racial slur Yeah, they slur think that something. I'm being myself. Which is why he goes by Chris, his white name <laughs> yeah, in America. His Jesus right? name. I get it. <laughs> my, my Jesus, my St. Chris. I was named after St. Christopher. I wasn't. Really? No. Oh. No. What are you talking about? Dave Hallam okay. is here. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, 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 Dave. Man, this is called the Bobak Podcast, but we have Dave Hallam. Dude, I am so happy that you're here. My question is, what's up? What do you miss the most right now about Chicago? Definitely not the weather. Keep in mind, it's zero degrees. It's zero degrees right now in Chicago. That's a good point, man. I want to go back so badly right now. I don't mind the weather because the weather's here. For the most part, it's pretty nice. It's been like a few shitty months of like rain, but that's not shit that you really can complain about compared to Chicago. But the people, my friend circle, people who I really care about don't live out here, man. So I just I just miss the realness of, you know, like coming up with you and you and seeing, you know, we did a breakout fest. At the a, Diversity Breakout Festival, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all three did together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they brought. They had I Kyle was, host. That was, I wore blackface and no one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, Kyle, because you used to host that show with T. Murph every Thursday yeah. at, at the comedy bar, and we've had the same career trajectory since then. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most odd. The oddest couple. We went to college together. And, uh, Wait, I, did you guys really? Yeah, we went to me, him, and Ian Brown all went to college together, and Ross. 
It, were you guys friends? Yeah, we hell, all like there was only hell, twelve hell, comics. Hell no, they were. You saw higher learning. Like, like, like they they were not. You all were not hanging out at SIU. No, we met through comedy. Like we had shows together twice a week. But did you hang out together? Well, I don't show. No, no, you didn't. Yeah, because it was segregated. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No, but I was he like, just said higher, le- higher learning, yeah, yeah. dude. He's like, no, he, he never saw higher learning. He don't know what I'm talking about. Have you? Did you see higher learning? No. That's a John Singleton movie. It's an amazing movie, man. Because it was it wasn't white enough for you. Yeah, I just watched John Cusack movies. <laughs> Can I answer your question? Or yeah. Are you just gonna keep interrupting me about what I love about Chicago? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is this. Dave, Dave, Dave. It's fucked up that this is this is the Bob X. <laughs> so that's what I say. This is the Bob X podcast. With Dave Hello. But uh, in all in all honesty, man, I, I I miss the talent for one. Uh, I think that we have the funniest comics in the world who come out of Chicago, but people stay and then, then they become bitter, and that's a whole different episode of this of the Ballback Podcast. But that's every episode of the Ballback Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I just miss the uh, I miss my friends. Like honestly, I'm at a point in my life where most of my friends are comics, and when I go to Chicago and rest in peace, uh, North Bar and Jim Weber. But when I would do my Jim month, passed away. No, the the bar passed away, <laughs> dummy. Um, and <laughs> the bar is not here anymore. But I would love producing the show that I do here at the Comedy Store in Chicago once a month, and I would fly back once a month to do that show just to be around the energy of Chicago comedy. Like I cannot express how much that scene meant to me. How much of a work ethic that it, it ingrained in me? Because out here, I, I'm not gonna say it's easy, because there's so many people out here trying to do it. But the work ethic that was like instilled in me in Chicago doesn't matter where I'm at, New York, LA. I'm I'm good because I it just taught you how to hustle. I started on the south side of Chicago, doing like the black rooms. Davy Boy, hell, Davy Boy. You remember Davy Boy, right? And to be honest with you, I wasn't black enough in those rooms yeah because i was from the suburbs i was a school teacher i remember one dude was like hey man you better change your outfit next time you come on the stage because i was a teacher and i would come to school i would come from school to the shows with like khakis and a sweater but i'm like if you're funny you're funny but no they wouldn't allow me to come up dressing like you know a teacher so i would go to like dtlr or any other random store in river oaks mall on the you south suburbs I'm going to tell you what I got. I got jeans with samurais on the back pockets with rhinestones and, like, these hoodies. And I was like, this is what I'm going to wear. And it wasn't me. Never was me. But that, that's why I changed my name from Davey Boy to Dave Hellman because I'm like, I'm, I am who the fuck I am. You know what I'm saying? So I, I stopped trying to be a character and just said, fuck it. If I'm going to do me, I'm going to do me. So would you would you take those clothes, like, you'd get home? And you change, and then you go out with your other friends into your normal clothes. Like that was like a comedy outfit, like a Clark Kent kind of situation. Yeah, kind of in some ways, but it wasn't like I would. I didn't know who the fuck I was. I was trying to find myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I don't know how comics are, white comics, quote unquote, or any other comic. But when you feel like you can't be who you are because the audience at Jokes and Notes on 47th and King Drive, they were rough, and if you didn't have like animation and like a presence about you at first that can be intimidating so i tried to be all these other things that i saw from these other comics who are amazing 
But that was just was not me. I'm a very chill dude. I wear skinny jeans, right? Yeah, you look good in them. I do. I have them right now. My jeans are very skinny. And that you would, actually have lost a lot of weight. You look very skinny. Thank you, though. Skinny boy Helm. If you weren't married, I'd probably take a run at you. Have you tried that? I'm going to tell Kyle, thank you. <laughs> Baba, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Baba. All right. Uh, Dave, hey, hey, hey. I don't want to make this podcast about like Chicago too much, but just know that I miss y'all very much. And my whole goal out here in doing comedy is to try to like my 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 end of day dream for like my my Chicago process is to come back and build a production studio in Chicago. Because right now you have that center space space in Chicago where they film all those Dick Wolf shows. They film Southside there. And one of the biggest problems in Chicago is that they have the talent, but it's just not a, a lot of production space to to film shit. So I want to change that, and uh, I will, bitch. Watch, watch. Chicago's Tyler Perry, right here. No, I'm not gonna dap you. I'm not gonna dap you on that because. <laughs> I don't think we could dap actually on either of those. That things. was the brown power sign. Like, I, I, like, that that was. Yeah, we mind. can't dap on either of those things. Um, nah, man. Um, but yeah, I love that city. I love it so much, and that's it. But writing on writing on a show, because shows go for how long? Like, if you're writing on a show, do you, does it is it seasonal? Is it like six months you're writing on a show, or about twenty weeks? For each twenty show weeks. Okay, that you do. That's a better. That's a good part of the year. Well, a little less than a half a year. Okay. But the thing that's crazy is that if you get two seasons now of a show, you won. Shows don't last very long. Like, you have shows like you know Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. I'm trying to think of shows that have went four or five seasons. That that shit is not happening no more. Yeah. How's the car? How's the car? Like everything kind of is like two or three seasons. They pump them out as fast as possible. And then the show's over with. Shameless went for a lot of seasons, right? Yeah, but this is all shows that came out 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. all these shows are like Pay attention, motherfucker. All right. Uh, Dave, 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 Dave. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I did that with myself. Uh, but yeah, Kyle, to, uh, to that point, man, uh, there's just not a longevity in uh, shows like that. So you kind of get in and you go to the next one. But if you get three seasons, you won. You are beating history. Like right now, three seasons is not even like heard. Because are you in now residuals or something? If the show like goes to syndication, three seasons. That's why you won, or you just won because it's so difficult to get the three seasons. Because it doesn't happen like that. They don't want to pay the writers a lot of times. Because each time you do another season, you got to pay the writers more. Because our 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 titles increase from from each season. So like when I first started, I was a staff writer. Okay. Then I actually let's 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 rewind. Okay, rewind. Uh, I went from a punch-up person to a staff writer to a story editor. Now I'm a co-producer, right? So each time you get a job, it should be a situation where you end up getting a new title. But with a new title comes more money. And a lot of times shows are like, yeah, we'd rather just cancel the show as opposed to giving everybody another title increase. Is that a union thing or that's just in, in general? I can't speak for okay. like, the evil white people of Hollywood. But I, mm. I, I, I will say... That uh, it, it is something. So this show going season two is huge, and everyone like had a rap party. Everyone's partying, like everyone's happy about it. It's a big deal. Mm. That's not over yet. 
You know what I'm saying? But I, I hope so. You know? Good. It got real weird, right? Uh, Why? I don't know. You look evil. No. I'm not. <laughs> He's not drunk. I don't think you just look like Jafar from like Aladdin right now. I don't. Why can't I be Aladdin? Why can't why do I have to be Jafar? Look, was was Aladdin evil? Was Aladdin fifty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jafar was fifty. I just turned thirty three. Like uh, you know, and I, Jafar, it's kind of a racist comment. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like racism. I think it's bad. You said, well, Kyle, you can be Aladdin. I could be Aladdin. Oh, I've stolen bread. You could before. be an Aladdin. You could be Aladdin in Hollywood yeah. thirty years ago. They would have yeah. you be Aladdin for sure. They would make a white man Aladdin. Like that, yeah. that, that's the most Hollywood booth. shit. That that's work. when they made uh, Jake Gyllenhaal for fucking Prince of Persia. <laughs> they, they they couldn't they couldn't cast a Persian guy. There's only one million Persian people in Hollywood. I learned what Persian people were like when I met you. People wear a lot of cologne and just like yeah. a lot of I hair gel. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, because I met you like the same time like Uber X came out. So yeah, that'd be about right. They should make more white remakes. <laughs> they should. Did you hear what he said? Huh? He said he met me by the time Uber X came out. Oh. Okay. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I not give the joke enough appreciation? No, 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 no. No, no. I'm just upset. That's all. He's just mad. No, I'm I'm gonna get that man. This this reminds me of the. Uh, you ever see South Park the movie? Yeah. 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 Remember when uh, Terrence and Philip were on the Conan O'Brien show, <laughs> and they were just making all these ass jokes about farting, <laughs> and then Brooke Shields came on the show, and she interrupted them talking about farting, and then she said, "I farted once on a set of Blue Lagoon," and then it was silent for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. And then they slapped the shit out of Brooke Shields on a cartoon. <laughs> you know, as you're as you're as you're you were touching my wine glass, I actually wanted you to see if you'd sign a copy of Kyle and I's favorite comedy album uh, that we have. Thank you. And you touching my wine glass actually is it Richard Pryor? No, it's ever it's it's right there up there with Richard Pryor. And Kyle's, I'm sorry, not Kyle. Well, Kyle and I agreed earlier because we're talking about what Helm gets in here. We got to have him sign this, but all especially when you were rubbing my wine glass. So, well, I'm gonna let you get drunk. If you could just <laughs> hold that up, it's it's the cause. <laughs> yeah. Why is there air? <laughs> that shouldn't. Sound. What does that album mean to you? <laughs> what did it mean ten years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, what did it mean to you? You know, Bill Cosby was, was my college graduation speaker so i was a no. big I'm, I'm come big, on I'm we gotta hear no and he told this whole speech about how black people need to pull their pants up and stop listening to hip-hop come on and, are you serious and stop speaking ebonics what college was it morehouse oh, morehouse okay and it was the great hannibal burrs who called him out and said hey man you can't tell me not to pull my pants up when you Tell girls to pull their pants down, right? And <laughs> that was a rape joke. Um, now who's Brooke Shields? <laughs> <laughs> you said now who's Brooke Shields? Yeah, we did, man. So that I would just sign that because you asked me to. That album don't mean shit to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. It don't mean shit today. Um, but w- w- where are we going? I don't remember. No, we were just uh, talking about the album. More, Morehouse. You're talking about Morehouse graduation speaker. No, you're developing me from my podcast. 
I was telling you that I wanted to see more white people taking roles and taking nine white roles, but remakes of white people. Like when Tom Cruise made like The Last Samurai. That's okay. not a remake, but he's, he's not a samurai, right? He shouldn't be there. But I, I just want to see like the same way that we saw, uh, who's the guy from uh, Chris Pratt? Who's going to play Mario? Oh, yeah. And you, you mentioned another actor who played a, uh, uh, the Prince of Persia, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. And didn't Breakfast at Tiffany's have one like that? Or what was it? Uh, Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah. I want to see a white remake of Roots where they just do it with the all-white cast. It's called Woots. Woots? Yeah. Woots. <laughs> white Woots. <laughs> everyone has that, like, that lisp. Like, yeah. are you wooden for us? <laughs> I'm Chris Bader. <laughs> and the remake of Bobak, you, you should play. I should. You should play. You should be Bobak. I gotta buy more button up shirts. And then and, and, yeah. but the irony is that the button is down on the button up. Because I've had two drinks. It goes lower as I drink. Oh, don't threaten me. With a terrible time, okay. Okay. We, we had uh, we went to Runyon Canyon yesterday, Dave. We went hiking, Kyle and I. And as we're walking out, oh my God. we did a hike. And as we're walking out, we we're podcasting. Of course, we we're doing true, the entire walk. True yeah. LA people. Yeah, we took the cordless mics and made these guys go all the way up the thing. And it's my idea. Probably a bad idea. Uh, Nick got to Facetime his wife. Nick got married at age eleven. He, we call him the child bride. And uh, he FaceTimed his wife the whole time. But we we okay. came back and we ran into a group of a couple girls and guys. And this girl says, Chris Bader? I was like, hey. She's like, oh, Bader, that's you. She's like, oh, God, you got so gray. This happened? <laughs> yeah. It was a girl that I dated 10 years ago. <laughs> and she said, oh, God, you got so gray. She said, what are you doing here? <laughs> that was her, her tone. Yeah. And I said, uh... Doing laugh factory, we're doing podcast stuff, and she said, "Oh, okay." She said, "I said, she said, where's that?" I said, "It's on." And so, because she's there here for work, I guess. And I said, "You want to come by the show?" She's like, "Uh, no." And then she just left. Well, no, she said she was going to be at the exact same neighborhood as the show you were in, and you're like, "Yeah, right." You want to come to the show? And And she's like, "Ah, we're going to be out in West Hollywood." Yeah, we're we're busy. We're in West Hollywood. Yeah. But I had to talk to my friend who, recently as well, has gone a little gray. And but that made me go really low. <laughs> I just go. I mean, I mean, how it made me feel because <laughs> she just said, "Oh God, why are you punching down?" Like she saw a podcast. ghost. No, I'm trying to get you oh. to. Uh, you know how I, you feel my pain. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Uh, I don't like what you just did right there. But uh, yeah, I've gone gray as well. As I'm 41, approaching 42, I, I don't feel old. Though. Like you see my, I, I I don't feel like I have an old soul. It's the it's the grays. And working on the show right now, rap shit. Everybody else is like in their 20s. And I am like the old man in the right. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Dave, so working around with all these 20-year-olds and everything that you've everything that you've done, do you feel you're back in the classroom where with your younger people, you're like the mentor figure? Or nah, nah man. It's, you just feel old. You feel like a, like a dinosaur because you just realize that the music you listen to, whether it was... And like we grew up with great hip-hop in the 90s. I feel like that is the golden era of hip-hop, but... Pac, it, Biggie, Snoop. 
Dr. Man, Dre. I mean, if you want to go into it, the 90s from, they started with Tribe Called Quest and with their first album and you ended with like DMX coming out in like 98. Like you went through a whole period of like great shit. And now you have these rappers like Ice Spice and I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like something I can't compare to, but it's like when people talked about Run DMC to me, and I was like, the guys who remember they had that song, My Adidas. Yeah. And I was like, this sucks, right? And that's how I felt listening to a lot of that, even though that music was still good. I just couldn't appreciate it until I got older and went back to, to listen to it, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of that is like, if you just don't, if it's just not the time where you feel like young and you're like, people you know, are so impressionable, so, yes, like. Yes. You're like, yeah, this shit sucks. People are so self-centered, me included. Uh, we like what we know. And so if it's not from our generation, we kind of shit on it. So being older, um, people are very proud of the music that's out right now. So they feel like this is like what hip hop has evolved to or just music in general. But for me, I'm like, this is trash. The new music right now is trash to you. To me in some ways, yeah. But I also realize that it's going to be like that for everybody. Like, do, you, do you listen to music? I do. I, 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 but some of the new new people I like, like I like Drake. Like I, I don't that's, mind that's Future. Not new, that's like fifteen years old. That was like two thousand eight when he came out. Yeah. So I mean, no, I'm serious. Like, name some of the new, the last three years of the new hip hop. The new hip hop, Baby Keem. You've heard about Baby yeah. Keem? Baby Keem's good though. No. Beta, you? No. Mm. Okay. So maybe why I'm not getting any babies. Please, All right, cut that. Please, please edit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be more of a commercial than a podcast. It'll be a clip. I've been watching like Harry Styles. Yeah, I like him. Do you like Harry? I just add, I, I can name him if the music plays. No, you couldn't. I could sing along. Okay. Golden. <laughs> I like Taylor Swift. She's old though too. Fifteen years too. That's Drake stuff. Okay, you, you're making our point, Beta, is the fact that we're dinosaurs, dog. And, like, who we like, it's just not cool to kids. Even Drake is not cool to kids no more. And Drake is still, like, the number one artist in the world. But to the young people, he's old. Remember Lil Wayne? Remember how hot Lil Wayne was? Oh, my God. Not, like, hot physically, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> but I didn't mean so like that cute. Either. No, but I, 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 I had to cute. clarify that because people, Lil Wayne looks like Gollum. Right, and so I like, I had I had to make sure that people understand. I wasn't talking about his like physical features, but as an artist, he was that guy from the Hot Boys, like '99. He had a, a run from '99, like fourteen too, when he started that. He didn't curse. He yeah. just rapped. You know how hard it is to rap without cursing? It's like doing stand up without cursing. Shout out to uh, Mark Henderson. Mark Henderson, clean yeah. comic. Clean comic. You know, you, know, you know any clean comics? Brian Regan. He's a clean comedian. Brian Regan's clean. He's really fucking funny. Yeah, Brian Regan's Jim like Gaffigan's still really funny, too. He's clean, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. We got we to gotta change that shit up. Nah. I'm going to say bad words. I don't, does it make us any funnier? Um, it's how I talk, though. But yeah, it's 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 more than like how you talk to your friends. Then does it make the... I don't think my fucks make the joke funnier it's just if that's me it's my point of view it's like i'm telling you about me i don't know what do you think 
It's actually a good question for an actual mechanically inclined writer, too. Yeah, I mean, that was the cool thing about working on Raven's Home on Disney. We used to have to write, you know, for children. And when you have to make jokes that are children jokes, but they are funny, because, you know, parents watch these shows with their kids. But you have Shit. to, like, like, train that muscle to be funny without being vulgar. That's That's hard. But I kind of feel like the comedy could be just as good, if not better. Than the shows that rely on the the, the vulgarity. I, I agree with that. I don't know. There, there are there are some shows that are really funny that weren't like vulgar vulgar. We grew up on a lot of those shows, man. You know, a lot of those sitcoms. Family Matters was a, was like hilarious to me. We're in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air house right now. Are we? Well, we're in Bel Air. No, I just oh. tell everyone that we are. Okay. This is dope. I don't know how you did this, but I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> You're the fourth person to say that today. No, he, and it's simple. A handgun. Because <laughs> <laughs> he robbed them. I, I like that guy. Now, this this place is dope, man. I, I, I don't like... When I, when I walked up here, I had my I had the beer and the mezcal. And people, was, they drove a little bit slower as... When they, when, they, when they walked past me. I mean, when, when they drove past me. Like, what is he doing up here in, uh, on this hill? And I looked at them like, I said one word, Bobak. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept driving. They, they knew they knew what the fuck it was. Yeah. And I would have stood behind you and said two words, Fresh Prince. I thought you would have said Dave Helm. Oh, because we're in Bel Air and Fresh Prince. Like, Edit this again, please. Right? Like, <laughs> just for bad comedic intelligence. I okay. <laughs> Good call. What was the like for Raven's Home? What was the age like? It was like five to ten. Did you say Reagan's Home? No, uh, Raven's Home. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great show about like crack being distributed? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like Reagan's Home. It's Halloween first the, the, episode. Yeah, they give out crack. The prequel to Snowfall. Reagan's Home. Like yeah. like how, like how how the crack got to L.A. Yeah, Reagan's Home. Okay, I'm, I'm, hey, if you're listening. Make that show. Um, well, I, no, I just want to know. What, what? No, I want. Well, no, I was interested because you writing writing for children has to be extremely difficult. Obviously, especially since you're not a child, but also like five to ten years old. Was it five to twelve years old? Like, what was the demo, and how would you structure that? Like that, I, that just seems really difficult. But the, the the cast on that show, Raven's in her thirties. Her oldest son was like fifteen, sixteen. Okay, he had a sister that was his twin sister. They were the same age. So it was like teenagers. So it's more of a family show then than like oh, a yeah. demo of like. This is not like a Nick, oh, Ju- yeah. no, okay. Nick Jr. I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the pizza. Um, I can't do that shit. But it was cool to write um, shows for preteens just to have a different muscle, different from uh, just writing for adults. It's just like an innocence. And it's just like like takes you back to a a simpler time, as they say, man. So I had a great time, and it also depends on your showrunner too. Like I had a great showrunner, Warren Hutcherson, who was a uh, a legend. If you ever have a chance, check out his uh, episode on the uh, WTF podcast with Mark Maron. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he has a great episode on, on Mark Maron's podcast, and Warren made that experience super nice, man. So. When you're with a good showrunner who makes your job fun, you can do anything. Last question about about this. Did you have to, 
because we're dinosaurs now, and you know, obviously, fifteen-year-olds today are different from fifteen-year-olds when we were fifteen. Did you were you able to dig deep to when like were you able to take parts of your own life when you're writing for this show when you thought about when you were fourteen when you were fifteen when you were thirteen like every show you work on okay yeah 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 so um, it stays timeless then technically that, that's what makes writers great because uh, you can you can make a story but there's no story better than something that you've experienced and you take that that's real life story and other writers add to it and make it fake but it all came from you comedy right it, ma- it makes comedy great too right mm. telling them the truth from us oh yeah man uh i think that kind of was like my niche for a while it still is storytelling and yeah just talking about being a teacher in chicago to just being 41 now i think the best comics are just the ones who are storytellers man who just talk about that real shit and you know when it's not real you can feel it you know so I think that is that's a very good point you just you brought up about just talking about reality. Yeah, you know when it's not real when the girl's like, "My dad saw my saw my pussy today." It's like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He saw it probably two years ago, not like today. You what, know what? Dave, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what comic told a joke about her dad signing her pussy? Like what? What? What in the? Uh, I don't even know who that is. I was trying to make a joke about that. I can't. That's how bad that shit was, Beta. Is the job still fun when you apply your comedy chops to it? Like, is there a time where you're like, I don't, like, I know you're very, not new, but it's been four or five years you've been in the writing game. You want the real shit? Yeah. We want the real shit. You have to get out your own head. We are in a game of stand-up where this microphone and you are the only person on this stage. And whatever you say goes, but there are times in a writer's room when you are around 12 other very highly educated people and they everybody thinks their shit is the best. So you might say something and you think that, oh, it's this this door is closed. And somebody else will open that door again and say, what if we said this? You like, hey, I gave my joke already, but it's not over because you want to make the best show possible. So every person is available to come back it's like a joke. So you have a punch to my joke? Yeah. And then you have a punch to the joke? So guess what happens? My joke is no longer my joke. It's the room's joke. So you have to learn how to just like realize that that's, the, that's what's important. Not about... You have to lose your ego. Because stand-up is all ego. That's all this shit is. Like It's just us with a microphone. We didn't start because we were like attractive, cool people. We started doing stand-up because you can get pussy and be fat. Well, what else could I do? Play basketball? No. Mm-mm. Be a teacher? Mm-mm. Get pussy? No. Were you in getting pussy when you were a teacher? Yes, but it's, it's other it's, it's other teacher pussy. A man of many talents is count. what I'd say. That's just sad pussy. Sad pussy. <laughs> Do you want to grade papers, that kind of pussy? The kind where you're like, oh, okay. Teachers are freaks, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no show. That's a show you could write about teachers just pounding each other. Yeah. Freak university. <laughs> Freak university, yeah. Mm-hmm. Horny yeah. you. Yeah, I go to FU. Oh, nice. Horny you or like horny for you university. Okay. 
long. Or horny four years. You put it on a sweatshirt. They keep going. Dave. Dave, 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 Dave. Hey, man, it's a writer's room. I was just trying to think of ideas. Yeah, that, that's I true. thought that door that, was open. That, that's how it works, though. Yeah. Uh, but uh, ten hour days. Ten hour days. T- uh, at the at the least, ten hour days. Deadlines. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Dave was a Chicago public school teacher for thirteen years. Twelve years. Twelve years. And what were you teaching? What grade and what what subject? I, I started. Well, first of all, before I was in Chicago, I was in Atlanta. Okay. I taught Georgia history for my first year of uh, as a teacher's assistant. I graduated to become a real teacher, and that was hellacious. The kids, because the kids smell fresh meat, they was with my ass every day. So I graduated from that. Well, actually, I got fired from that job, and I went to another school. And did you do anything special to get fired? I just was too nice, and I like I didn't command the room. Yeah, it's like a bad open micer. Yeah, yeah. Trying to be, it takes a while to like yeah, get the, to where kids, you feel like we we would have powwow sessions where I would just stop teaching, and we would just sit on the ground, and I would say, "Hey guys, why are you so mean to me?" Like, <laughs> and normally when you do stuff like that in the classroom, the kids so kind of realize that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, and they would tell the other teachers. And then you see them like picking in your classroom. They're like, Mr. Dave's <laughs> a bitch. He's out of college, like a young guy moves to Atlanta. He's just, he's all out of options. He's like, just come on, man. Can we be cool? Be nice. Son. Like, why are you so mean? I how were, old were these kids? You're saying, how are you, why are you so they, mean? They, to me? they were 12, 12, 13. Oh my God. One kid stole my laptop. <laughs> do, do, do you know what his name was? Mm-mm. Quantavius. So the. If you, that's the if, joke. Yeah, yeah. If you heard my material, you know I talk yeah. about Quantavius. Quantavius was a real student who stole my laptop, and they found it in his locker. He was so not smart that he put the laptop in his lock locker, and then he told my principal. He said, "I put I stole his laptop because he had porn on it," and okay. I was like, "No, I would never watch porn on my school laptop." Right, and he was like, made it seem like like he was a superhero, and like he was like saving the day. I was like, and I was like, I, I don't like you. First of all, you're lying on me. You stole my laptop, <laughs> and you're stupid. <laughs> if you could work somewhere forever, obviously, I think I know the answer to it because it would just. Uh, I think we all just it'd stand up and just selling rooms and be able to do what you love forever. But if you would it be the stage or the writer's room, like somewhere forever, like what's the, what's the forever plan? Forever, like that you like would want to do that you could like I'll, I'll do this for the next twenty years. I I know it's stand up, but what, what do, yeah, stand up like, more than the writer's room or anything else. It's like yeah. So you say outside of stand up, yeah, or, or outside yeah, outside of stand up. Outside of stand up. Now I think that being uh, a creative in terms of creating content and I, I don't care if it wasn't tv i just like to create stuff like i have a extreme joy of producing whether it's t- comedy shows tv shows i can do that I, like i never want to retire i never want to be one of them people that says like, i want to just retire my wife's like yeah I want, I'm, I'm ready to travel the world and me and her get into it because that's not my dream i want to be here in l.a and I want to just do, or whatever city where I can do it in. I don't want to go to Italy and Europe, and which is cool to do every once in a while. It's so fucked up because I have the same feeling every time I go somewhere. Like I'm like, you can be in like 
I remember like seeing my brother in Amsterdam and then being like, I wonder if there's like a fucking open mic tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, totally. It's just like a fucking drug addict. We are like, yeah. We are insane. Yeah. We are crazy because we, we like tonight, I'm going to the comedy store when I leave here. Not because I'm going up tonight. I just like being around creative energy. I love that shit, dog. I need, like, I feel like the world are like non-mutants and we're the X-Men. Like, like seriously, like, I feel like I want to be around freaks all the time. There's something about that shit. And I don't know if it's an ego thing because I just like being around the art, but I could do this shit until I'm George Carlin, until I was going to say Bill Cosby, but that's the probably, that's probably not the best reference right now, but just Red Fox, somebody who didn't rape, uh, just just something like just you know just prior, prior, yeah, you know, I don't have a desire to just sit around and not do nothing. If I died on stage one day when I'm in my eighties, nineties, oh, it's the best way to go. Do you think if you died on stage, would you want to die in the middle of like a setup? I don't think so. I think that like, would you want to do the punchline and then when everybody laughs, you just and like drop the mic? But yeah, but you like you, you, you drop the mic because you died. Like that that would be. That'd it be would cool. be cool if you like built the tension enough to where <laughs> you died and then everybody's like, well, what's the end of the joke? You know, like, He's know, fucking dead. That's cool, but I think it would be better for your joke to hit and yeah. then your body weight just collapsed and then the mic just fell and then they rolled the credits. What if you're bombing so bad that you actually you start dying and you because you're you're sweating, you're bombing, and then you're you're just dead. Yeah. Like you die. Like they're like, man, he's dying up there. Like, no, no, he's, he's dead. dead. He, he died like, up there, literally. You know what's so fucked up too is I I feel like a comic could die on stage like that and they'd be somebody immediately would be like, uh, I can take his spots on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got his spots. It's we fine. don't we don't care. And that's yeah. I'll miss him or whatever, but uh, can I have his spots? That's a whole other episode right there, Kyle. <laughs> About the fake love that we go through as comedians, man. But um, yeah, that's that's my life, my love, and I think that's a struggle that I go through. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm having a baby soon, and I know I'm gonna have to step away from the stage to focus on being a dad. And but something you're gonna be awesome at. I, I mean, think so. I hope so. No, I, I hope so. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say I think so. But I just feel like um, we have to get rid of that narcissism that is within us as artists to just be able to, you know be a civilian and be fine with that. I I don't know what this is going to feel like because I'm addicted. Like I said, when, when I leave this cocaine house, I am going to... I'm addicted too. He had his finger all over that. I've had my fingers in worse places. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> You're not joking. No. <laughs> he has. We had a late night yeah. one time. Um, no, I, I'm definitely joking. Uh, this is all jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear more from that guy. Yeah, what, the guy? Yeah, let's get a little five minutes from that guy. That voice you just okay. <laughs> it sounds like Urkel. It sounds nothing like Steve yeah. Urkel. I think you're just racist. Yeah, Steve Urkel was like, Lara. Like, that's how he now, talked. Okay, but, but, but I can see that. Yeah, see? I see, I see you can, I now I are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck you, fuck. dude. But this is the Ballback Podcast. Like, subscribe. Dave Hellum. Give it up for Dave Hallam, ladies and gentlemen. Dave, Dave, Find Dave, Dave Hallam. Dave Dave Dave, 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 Dave. Kyle Scanlon, thank you. Thank you.